Right now, I want to welcome Tim to the phone. Tim, you're having some difficulty in your marriage? Uh, yeah. It was You've got the kids there? <laughs> Sorry about this. No, that's all okay. Right. I just want to get away from the kids, that's all. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So, um, yeah, for some reason, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm lying to my wife, and it's not about big stuff, it's just small stuff that she says she doesn't really care about. Okay. And I, and I can't, I don't know why, it's ruining my relationship. And even when she confronts me with it, I still, until she backs me in the corner, then that's when I, I give it up. Like I told, you know what I mean? Okay, you give me uh, one example of something. I'm assuming you're not having an affair. No, 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 no. No, not, not affair, big no. stuff. So give me no. one or two examples of what you're lying about. Um, well, it's kind of embarrassing, but there was one time, like I, I told her she meant everything to me. I didn't need to do anything. And then one day I, I masturbated and I said I didn't need to do that. And I did it, and she found out, and she got mad at me. And then uh, another one, um, we're having, I'm having trouble getting an erection. Yeah. So I went out, and I got some Cialis, and I didn't tell her. Yeah. And she found out about it. And I, I hid it from her, and she got mad about that. Uh, is it all related to uh, romance, to sex, to intimacy? Um. No, there. Yeah, give, well, give me an example that's totally not romance, because that puts it in a different category for me. Yeah, but it, it's only been since I've been with her. One time I was uh, going to meet her for lunch. Yeah. And uh, my friend came over, and I told her I couldn't meet her for lunch, and she got mad. Okay, so it does extend beyond uh, the yes, intimacy. It does, yes. Okay, with the intimacy, if you're feeling like you need to impress her, then. It's, you know, it's not easy for, especially for men, to know how to manage a sexual relationship when they might need a little help from Cialis or mm-hmm. when they they have a difference in frequency. They're, they're turned on more than women, and that's typical. It doesn't go across the board. You can always find exceptions to the rule. But is it okay to self-pleasure? And I would say that that's a conversation that would be well worth both of you having. Is it okay to self-pleasure, or is that cheating on one another? Now it depends. No, no, she 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 said it's all right, but it just I just don't. I'm not forthcoming about it. You know, I'm. I'm oh, so she. I think I'm. I think I'm more embarrassed that I I did it. Okay, because so because I knew they would hurt her because I told her I didn't need to do that. You know what I mean? Okay, so you <laughs> overpromised. It's right. Yeah, Tim. It sounds like. Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. Thirty seconds. That's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, here it is, The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. So you over-promised. Right. Yeah, Tim, it sounds like you're, this is a learning curve. How long have you been married? 
Oh, we've been married five years. Five years, okay. And it's a learning curve that if it's if there's so much unearned guilt tied around sex, people make themselves feel guilty about everything. And some things they need to feel guilty about, but some things like self-pleasuring, assuming you're not doing it to child porn or something, it's not a problem. No, and when, I, when I'm doing it, I do it, I, I do a picture of her. Oh, that's interesting. Well, if you invite her in, if she's given you the okay that it's okay, then you need to make peace with yourself that it's okay to self-pleasure, to enjoy the wonderful feelings that you can give yourself and and um, work with her. Be It's hard for couples to be openly forthcoming. I've dealt with couples who've been married for decades and they're still dealing with what you're dealing with because mm-hmm. they haven't had the conversation. So you guys have an opportunity fairly early on in your relationship to talk about what's okay and how when you feel embarrassed, that's a cue for you to say to, to coach yourself gently be careful to tell her the truth. You don't want yeah. to lie. So if embarrassment for you triggers lying, then be aware that that emotion can now, you now have an alternative, which is, okay, I'm feeling the urge, I'm feeling embarrassed, that must mean I'm feeling a little bit of that urge to conceal, to hide, mm-hmm. to lie, to fib, to jury rig things. Let me turn it around and just tell her the truth. And then you can rehearse it in your own mind. Don't tr- if you're going to tell someone the truth, don't tell them a partial truth. Yeah, that, see, that's the problem. I do tell her, and then I do tell her half-truth. Okay. And then she keeps asking questions, and I try to avoid them. Right, and you're looking to rebuild trust. So train your mind. It's, with, it's you, with you, you within you to train your mind that a partial... I've had couples that come in, and the husband will say, I've had three affairs or five affairs. And he tells the wife about one of them. And it's like, well, the problem still remains because she's going to know that you're acting funny. You've never come clean. If you're going to come clean, come clean. Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah, so... She does tell me that. Okay, but... Even when she, like, confronts me right out, I still don't. And then she's like, oh, really? And then, you know... And it's, it's, it's she, she's upset, really upset. Like, she's on the verge of saying, that's it. That's it. Yeah. It's over. So you need to rebuild the trust with her. Mm-hmm. And with your friends, if you're trying to have some private time, ask her about private time for both of you. And you need to negotiate that in the relationship. I don't mean a heavy sit-down negotiation. I mean, a, we both it's good in a relationship to have private time for, for one another, assuming it's not with another partner. So you want to just sit down with her and say, listen, there are times I like being with my buddies. And she might feel real resentful with the kids, and that might bring up other issues if she feels like the weight is on her. Mm-hmm. Because the big the big word, if I had a four-letter word for a relationship, is F-A-I-R, to have things feel fair for both of you. The division of labor. Okay. Um, meaning, you know, sharing the amount of responsibility with the kids, with whatever household work is, needs to be done, with the income. Yeah, that's that's not the problem. That's, that's okay. all good. Like, we have, like, we're, we've, we've both been married before. This is our second time. Okay. And we both have two kids. Okay. Let me recommend a book to you. 
Um, okay. Because we're right at the end of time here. I know you didn't have a affair, but you're trying to rebuild the trust with her. Uh-huh. And the book is After the Affair, Healing the Pain and Rebuilding a Trust When a Partner Has Been, it says unfaithful, but has lied. Healing? It's After the Affair is the name. You can get it on my website, drkenner.com. And I want to thank you for the call. We're right at the end here. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. I, I don't actually date a whole lot lately. Why not? Well, when I'm with a boy I like, it's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all. I, I can usually make a few vowel sounds and then I have to go away. <laughs> it's not that bad. No, it is. I think boys are more interested in a girl who can talk. And that's true. Any of us are more interested in somebody who feels relaxed and is able to speak their mind openly, clearly, But that's not easy. I mean, many of us, especially when you have a high value at stake, like a potential romantic partner, freeze up, we paralyze, and we don't know what to say. And we then uh, flood our minds with thoughts like, what should I say? What does he want to hear? What will impress him? And that works against you. You want to be able to say, what am I interested in? What piques my curiosity about him? What would I like to learn about him? What would I like him to know about me? That's a much more gentle approach to yourself in a dating situation or in any situation. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. There are aspects of your appearance you cannot change, such as your height, being covered in freckles, or some changes due to aging. You simply need to accept things that you cannot change and work to change things that are within your control. Certain aspects of one's appearance are changeable with the help of technology. Plastic surgery, cosmetic procedures, and even drugstore products like at-home hair dye kits and teeth whiteners are available if you want to and can afford to use them. It's perfectly healthy to use technology to reasonably enhance your appearance. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.